And it is certainly our delight and privilege that we can be here at least visiting with you all for this beautiful Sunday worship and celebration. As you heard from Pastor Ron, um, um, with the Association of Bible Churches, I've been with Pastor Andy in the ministry there in Guyana for over 20 years. And for as long as this church has been supporting the ministry. So again, I, I feel like I fit right in with all that is going on. First of all, again, I must say a very big thank you to, you know, the church and those of you who helped to, to set us up at the hotel and you made us feel welcome and it was wonderful and we enjoy every bit of it. You know, we, we were looking for a bed and there were two beds and we really had wanted a, a breakfast and certainly they were a breakfast. And brethren, this morning, we can fellowship with so all the wonderful things. A huge thanks and a huge, huge praise. I mean, I came from a far, far way. And, you know, I'm, I'm new to the culture and I'm new to all that is going on. And the, the, the most I feel welcome, the, the most I fit in. So keep doing that and you know opening your your arms and your your heart to what God is doing again this morning I just want to open us open up the word of God so if you will please turn with me to the portion of scripture that was read earlier for our scripture reading in that portion there Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35 and then we'll go all the way through 38 one of the things we do at our planning meetings in, 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 in our sessions when we sit to plan and we sit to, to talk about what we're looking forward for, the way we see it and the way it is done is we have to plan at least two years in advance. That's the, the, the broad scope. And things can change, things can be tweaked and some things may be put off or, or maybe canceled or other things may be added or included and all of that. But at least we, we must have a two-year scope in front of us that we can look at. And then we narrow that down to, to a one-year plan. And I, I remember last year, Pastor Andy, you know, he, he met with, with the board and he he met with us together and we, we were discussing these various things. And one of the, the discussion was that I would come back to the U.S. and visit. And, you know, share the ministry in the various churches and, and, and share it to the various commi committees and Sunday schools and all of that. And when, when I got the message, you know, I prayed to the Lord and I asked God, what is it he would want me to to share while I am in the, the field here in the U.S. Even if I'm back home. What is it he is burdening my heart to, to share? And one of the, the passage that keeps coming back to me. Is this same passage here in 
Matthew chapter 9. You know, I, I look at it and, and I pray and I trust God and I, and I hope that, that the message will minister to me first. As I was preparing, I, 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 I asked God, Lord, minister to me, minister to my heart, that, that I will be true and, and honest and, and I will share the, 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 the touch that you have shared with me to those that I come in contact with. And, and over the, the past year, I've been working and, and, and trusting God that the, the message, you know, will, will touch hearts and lives as it did my heart. I remember 22 years ago, I was touched by the word of God for the very first time. The Holy Spirit of God moved in my life in, in a way like never before. I was only 16 years in, in those days and, and I felt that the power of God. But it, it is because of one purpose and it is because of one goal that, that one individual had. He wants to go back to the mission field and put mission to action. You see, the passion and then the desire is mission is only going to be a fancy word on our, you know, board or, or on our title or on our logo if it's not put to action. And here we see in Matthew chapter 9, we see here the Lord Jesus Christ, the God of all glory, the magnificent one. He left heaven's glory, the Bible tells us, and he came to earth. And in, in the gospel of Luke, he says, for the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came with a mission. He came with a, with a master plan. He came with a purpose. And the Bible tells us he wastes no time. There wasn't any hesitation in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us even, even earlier in his life, he would be ministering the word of God. And he would be going from villages to villages and from town to town. He was a Galilean. And the Bible tells us he went into Jerusalem and he was ministering from the very get-go. He put mission to action. I mean... I praise God and I, and I thank the Lord that there are many such men and women around that who are still in, involved in mission and in action. I praise God for the pastor here of this church, Pastor Ron. He, he likes to do what he is doing and I, and I was happy to, to, to see him in Guyana. He wanted to do the same. He wanted to take the, the message not only here in Portage, but he wants to take it out. And he, he wants to follow that pattern. He wants to follow that, that vision. And I praise God that this church is a mission-minded church. But it all boils down with, with the mission that the Lord Jesus Christ had started. It started with Jesus. And the Bible tells us it must continue. How long? Until Jesus comes. Until the Lord is, is, you know, here and he, he takes us to be with him in glory. This morning, I, again, I, I want to share on that subject. Mission in action. Here is how Jesus went about. 
the scripture tells us, first of all, he had a shepherd's heart. He had a, a shepherd's heart. The scripture tells us, Jesus went about. I mean, if you know anything of being a shepherd, you got to be moving about. Think of, of, of the story. When Joseph was looking for his brothers, they were shepherds and they were out tending the flock. And then the father sent Joseph to, to supply the brothers because they've been out for a while. And then Joseph went to one town and he could not find them. And then the, the herdsmen in, in, in that town said they moved on. Did you get the idea? Shepherding is not just within or here or you or me. Shepherding has a bigger scope. And that's what Jesus is about. The Bible tells us here in verse 35 in the book of Matthew chapter 9. Jesus went through all the towns and villages. I mean in those days they were close to about 80 or so towns. In that region. In the region of Galilee. And they, they, they put it to the very least. Close to about two or two and a half million people. And Jesus, he knew that something must be done. It cannot be done from home base only. It cannot be done from that little Kapurnam only. It cannot be done from, from one area only. But the Bible tells us he had to go out. And as he went out, he did three important things. One, teach. He taught the word of God. A very important, important aspect of shepherding. You, you must be able and you, you should impart knowledge and understanding. Help the people to understand. Help the people to grow. Help the people to mature. Help the people to come to a completion. That's what every pastor wants to see in their ministry. Every minister wants to see in the, in the scope of their ministry. They have to impart knowledge and understanding. But it involves shepherding. Here is what the Bible tells us. Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues. That is within the churches, within the established places of worship. He taught the word of God. But what else did he do? Proclaiming or preaching the good news of the kingdom. So it's not only confined to the churches. It is not only confined to the institutions. It is not only confined to like an office space or, or indoor facilities. But the Bible tells us it is also for the outsiders. How else will the outsiders know about Jesus? When Pastor Andy went to Guyana, he had already spent 10 years there. Established a number of churches. But you know what he said? That's not enough. They are more to be ministered to on the outside. 
And he went outside the scope. 40 miles from where he had his last church. Down the road. Proclaiming the good news of Jesus. What else did Jesus do as a shepherd? Healing every sickness and disease. My friends, that's, that's big. Now that he, he is, you know, exposing his power, but because he was willing to come into contact with the lonely and the left out and the destitute in society. Can you see the picture? Can you, can you see the connection? I mean, in those days, if there were someone who had a, an infected disease or, or sickness, they had to be outside from society, outside from, from the normal residency. And at times, they would have to shout out, unclean. Don't come close. Don't be near. But Jesus, he went against the norms of society. He went against the, the practices and the rules and the rituals and the regulations. Because his heart is a shepherd's heart. And the Bible says Jesus will touch them. Jesus will commune with them. Jesus will be their friend. He will be right there for them. The Bible tells us he laughed with those that were celebrating. And he mourned with those that were grieving. He, he ate with them and he, he spent time with them. And that's what the Bible tells us. Mission. Jesus' way is about shepherding. It is about you and I. Taking what God has given to us and not keeping it to ourselves, but sharing it with others. If it means you befriending them, if it means you, you know, serving them, loving them, caring for them, then that's what you and I are called to. Secondly, here as we see, mission in action. Not only Jesus is seen as a big shepherd and and. and the one who takes care and love. But the Bible says he sympathizes. In fact, it will go so far to say he empathizes. Sympathize. You feel sorry for that person. But empathy. You know what they feel. He is touched by our infirmities. The Bible tells us. All we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have turned to his own way. But the Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all. And by his wounds we are made whole. My friends, Jesus Christ is our merciful high priest. He is, the, the Bible tells us, the one who knows exactly what we are going through because he himself went through. He is not standing far off and watching humanity go about their, their life. The Bible says he stepped into our realm so that he can be touched 
by the same weaknesses and sorrows and pain and agony that you and I feel every day. So that he can connect with us in a more beautiful, in a more personal, in a more better way. I remember seven years ago, I, I was invited to come to the U.S. And when I came to the U.S., then I get to see a bigger picture. I was in Guyana, and most of the time folks will go down to Guyana. And I will connect with them and talk with them and eat with them and enjoy sweet fellowship with them. And I had a slight only picture of what's going on on this side of the, the mission field. And the moment I came, then I say, oh, now I understand why you do some of the things you do when you go to Guyana. I get to connect in a more better way. You see, that's what Jesus did. Jesus not only created us and, and, and shoved us out there to live our lives. But the Bible says, one Christmas, a long time ago, the Son of God came down. He stepped from his glorious throne to a small Judean town. The portals of heaven were filled with the heavenly angels because he wants to be connected with his creation. He wants to know what you and I are going through, good or bad. Here is what the Bible tells us in verse 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. He saw crowds before. In Matthew chapter 5, there were crowds. In Matthew chapter 8, there were crowds. In, in Matthew chapter 9, there was another crowd. And when he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them. I mean... That should speak to us. The king of glory. The God who created the heavens and the earth. Is going to be seen. As a soft. Tender. Compassionate. Savior. How does the two of that goes together? Only God knows. God who created the, the, the heavens and the earth and the mountains will, will shake and quiver at the sound of his voice is going to break in such a, a lowly estate. Praise God for Jesus. I remember Pastor Andy, he came to Crabwood Creek. The tallest guy. I knew in those days, I was about this high and I had to look up, literally look up to him. But you know what? He got a soft spot when it comes to the things of Jesus. And like we say back home, he can give the short of his back when it comes to the glory of Jesus. Sometimes we look at somebody and, and, and we say, man, how, how can that person 
ever be compassionate? Or how can that person ever know what I'm going through? Or how can that person know my feelings and my... my well, don't shut people off. Don't judge them for, for what you see on the outside. Jesus will not shut them out. The Bible tells us his friends were sinners and tax collectors. You know why? He loved them. He cared for them. Which one of us here deserve the grace of God? But yet and for all, we have the grace of God. You know, because of the compassionate Savior, the Lord of glory, stepped down. And the Bible says he was found in human likeness in the appearance as a man. And he humbled himself. When he saw the crowd, he had compassion, sympathy, love, care. He cuddled them. That's our job as Christians. If Jesus is our Lord, then his command is the same for each one of us. We need to see as Jesus saw. We need to feel as Jesus felt. So that we will be able to do as Jesus did. We, we can look at things on the face value. We got to go be, beyond, beneath. We, we got we to dig a little deep. I mean, the people were spiritually starving. They were the, the teachers of the law. And they were the, the Pharisees and they were the ones who were supposed to be loving and caring and imparting goodness and knowledge and understanding and joy and peace and happiness in people's life. But, but they, they shut people out and they, they closed the door in men's face. And when Jesus came upon the scene, he, he, was, he, he was driven to the point, the Bible tells us, he, he even judged them for not carrying out their the responsibility. But then he demonstrated what it should look like. And, and how it should be. Then he said in verse 37. Don't worry about the resources. Don't worry about where I will get what I need. To do what God is calling me. It's not yours and it's not mine to worry. The Bible tells us. It is God's business. Are you willing? It is God's business. Are you ready? It is God who will supply. It is God who will provide. Think about testimonies and stories. I've traveled, I don't know how many thousand miles since I've been here in the U.S. already. A few thousands. So I have an opportunity to talk to Pastor Andy long Long, long. We, we listen to the radio at times, but then we shut the radio off and we talk. And he said, Vish, let me tell you something. When I started this mission, I went to Guyana living on only 400 US dollars. But you know what I saw when he went to Guyana? A man who had everything he needed. All of God's resources are available for any man or woman or boy or girl who are ready to serve him. Listen to what the text says in verse 37. Then he said to the disciples, the harvest is what? 
plentiful. Isn't that wonderful? Don't worry. I, I, I'm going to go out there. And who am I going to talk to? Don't worry. I, I'm learning. I, I, I'm hanging out with Pastor Andy and a great godly leader and an example. And I get to, to, to hear and see. Even right here in the USA when, when we think that men and women should know Jesus. And we, we initiate a conversation. Then we get to see how the harvest is plentiful. Even here when you think many people should know Jesus. So don't worry about what you will say or how you will defend yourself. It is God's business. And you and I, if we're willing, then he will supply. He will supply. And my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. If I need a person to witness to and my heart bleeds for witnessing, then God will bring people in my life that I can witness to. There is not a shortage of that. I was, I was in a, you know, a meeting a few weeks ago. And the guy said in, in 27 people group in a part of Asia, 70 million people don't know Jesus Christ. There is not one known believer. Think of the top 25 cities of the USA that doesn't have a believer. That's how he put it. So don't worry about who am I going to minister, minister to or how am I going to be able to get it done? Just think about God supplying our needs. God meeting our needs. And the Bible tells us here in verse 37, Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful. Well, what is the problem? The workers are few. 70 million doesn't know Jesus. In Guyana, we are about 800 and so thousand. Let's put it 800,000 people. Where I live, 12,000 people in my community and only about 120 go to church or about 120 know Jesus Christ. I don't have a shortage of harvest field. I have my mission cut out right there for me. You have your mission cut out right here for you. You and I must ask God that he may supply our needs. Here is what he says in verse 38. Get involved in the service. Get involved in the service. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Ask the Lord. Bible tells us in serving God, you got to pray. You got to trust God. You got to believe God. Many times we, we think if we go to an institution or we, 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 we're endowed with a, with a degree or we, we learn enough, then that will make mission possible or mission accomplished. But the word of God has a different approach. And if mission is going to be accomplished and if mission is going to be in action, then it starts with prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. When prayer is, is permeated all over, it stirs the heart of men and women 
the one to serve Jesus Christ. And then you initiate in, in service and in, in action. But you and I must pray. You and I must get on our knees and pray and, and ask God that, that he open up doors of opportunity that we get involved. Don't let the harvest fall to the ground and spoil and be wasted. Get involved. Get with it. Serve Jesus. The Bible tells us he sets a wonderful, wonderful example. He is the, the shepherd. He, he is the one who sympathizes. He is the one who supplies. And then the Bible tells us he invites us to serve right along. And the way I look at it is I am only the gloves. God is the hand in the glove. He works through you. He works through me. With that this morning, I, I say, let us, let us charge. Let us go forward. Let us follow the example and the teachings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you. I hand things over back to Pastor Ron.